you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast didn't kill their wife. I didn't kill my wife. It's the cadence of it. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. Devoid of context, that's a really strange way to open a show. I'm Dan Hansis uh, in a studio filled with some heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, both innocent of any um, spouse homicide as well. So we're off to a great start. So far, or at so least far, or at least when it comes to Mark that we know of, like there, well, there's what does previ- that mean? Well, there's previous lives. There's, there's, just ch- set up Mark like a bowling. There's pin children. To, you know, <laughs> presuppose. There's, there's children. I thought we saw one the other week. One of your uh, lost daughters or whatever. So who knows what what could have happened? I've been open about my my other daughter. <laughs> She's out there and she just wants a hug. How was your Maybe wife's a little financial birthday, support. by the way? What did I say about my wife, Mark? Well, that's all that that's all that you the takeaway from the birthday <laughs> celebration was that she survived. It was excellent. Okay. Um, the wine and cheese. Is it wrong of me to ask? That feels no, that like was I very agitated nice. you. The wine and cheese. Excellent. She was very happy with that. We went out to a restaurant. We went to the beach and watched the sunset. Wow. It was very nice. Did our names come up during your time together? Greg or Marks? Not a single time. Sometimes you gotta disconnect. We've been in the studio a lot. You seem weirdly um, bothered by it, as if like you have special feelings as if, for Emily. As if Mark's like, like wondering if Emily was like, I wonder what Mark's doing right now. Kind of. My wife! <laughs> All right. All right. All right. It is another episode of Around the NFL. Thank you to everybody. Uh, we're, we're churning out the content. We hope you're enjoying it. we got another great show coming up today. It's our annual check-in on Hot Butts. Um. And I feel like I don't have to give this disclaimer, uh, but some in the football industry get a little uncomfortable even talking about job security as if to talk about it on a program like this is to celebrate it or to not see the human side of the game. We see all that. We got it. We are above the treetops. We're just this show is about the reality that six to eight head coaches will lose their jobs. Uh, in the first week of January or second week of January. That's just the way it is, Greggy. And we're going to talk about which coaches 
are in the most danger of having that fate. Well, I think some people also are just uncomfortable with, with the word butts. And then also the sound drops that, that you play of what it's like for a man's butts to be hot. But I think that's an apt point by Greg. Well, it is. An, it's a audio you know, medium. And, I, and yeah. I think one of the things the audience, I think, enjoys about the show is we kind of take them inside the game. Right. But like, do we need to get a new actor set of actors every year to, you know, make these sound drops? I think that's unnecessary. <laughs> the uh, Well, listen, that's that's a fair criticism. But the show is what the show is. I love that an acting gig allowed someone to actually come up with that sound to begin with. I mean, that, that's probably a lower level actor. You got to bring the whole oven in. It's a yeah. whole thing. Uh, it's yeah, it's a tough situation. But uh, yes, we'll get into that um, before we do. By the way, how are we? We had Mina Kimes on the show this week. There was a lot of buzz on social media about the photo she posted. Mark, I know you were particularly upset about it. Where are you at emotionally after? She did put up – I don't think Mina did it on purpose, although in a follow-up tweet after you replied – I think she did do it on purpose. She she, made a choice. She made a choice on what she thought was a better look for her and then kind of threw you to the wolves a little bit with your blinking shot. All I have to say is that I have done that same thing in group photos where I look for the best version of me and it's like, oops, someone, if someone else has to get sent down the river a little bit, you got, you got, it's a tough move, but you got to do it. So I get where she, I'm not upset with her choice. Um, right. I'm upset that the photo was given to her as an option to begin with mm. by our producer because Sean Kelly has been, ex- you're an extremely talented, uh, good attitude, driven individual. Sean Sidian today for Justin He is for, Graver, for, yeah. for Gravedigger. I, I don't understand the thought process how that got past your filter unless there was something malicious on your end. Then Sean doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. Kelly. He doesn't. How, not what that happened? I could detect. No, no, no malicious bone in the body. Uh, what exactly happened was I was asked to send all the photos that I had taken professionally, as you'd seen on the Instagram. Put up the photo um, in the studio. I want to take a look phone. at it. Yeah, you'll see it. It's going to go up. Okay. And um, it's exactly. really nice. I can't right now because I put the camera on me while I'm talking. Go yeah, ahead. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have uh, someone else yes. doing that. But no, it's, it's, it's up. And there was three photos taken, and one of them just happened to have Mark's eyes closed closed and i had sent all three photos out to greg and justin and greg. they had sent over Nina to me asked me for a photo yeah oh, so now so. greg's involved so the filter went it went not throwing greg under the bus that's not what i'm trying to do but no this is a good investigation the so photos, far no that just that was a little nugget that we need to add to our yes, investigation this is here. very this important guy. that i sent the photos out and they were given to mina um by greg this is a Watergate-level disaster. Well, well, first of all, why is it so important to you, Mark? Like, The sad thing is when we saw this, we knew this is going to ruin Mark's week. This is going to well, be... Well, he said as much. I mean, a bit, a bit I, focus. I, I yeah. do, I will say, it turned funny at some point to me. But, I, but the process, now that <laughs> I'm hearing about the faulty process... That, to me, stands out as I'm a at problematic. We're at a little post-beach camp uh, frozen <laughs> yogurt. Mina asked for the pictures. I asked Justin and uh, Sean to the pic- for the pictures. Right. They send them. Copy, paste. There you go. I didn't. It's not like I'm. You didn't s- examine the photos. I'm yourself. not like you. No one would notice unless you actually like you know make you know make it closer, focus in on Mark's face or whatever. Right. They all look the same from far away. God forbid we be detailed. Uh, and I think the other thing was Mark had everything else buttoned up. If you look at the photo. Uh, and you could check it out on Mina's social. You have the cool uncle pose with your arms crossed, confidence. Everything's there. The only thing you had to do at that point was not blink. And it, it makes me think of Chris Wessling, our late great friend, who blinked in every picture until, weirdly, he met Lakeisha. Um, and so maybe there's a connection to Wes. Maybe his spirit was in the photo mm. in some Oh, way. if that's the case, then, I, then I'm going to look at it differently. 
Well, I do remember it, blinking, actually, during it, one of Sean's shots, thinking, like, that sucked. I it, hope they don't use that one. It is funny, though, because we send out these you know, photos or pictures from our podcast all the time on the Around the NFL pod, you know, Twitter feed. And that's great. A lot of people follow that. But because Mina was on the show, not only did the NFL Network with 4.6 million followers retweet <laughs> it. We never get a retweet from NFL Network. But the NFL main account with 30 million followers a little, also retweeted yeah. it. And I so, mean, yeah, you just, they, I think the employer is telling me what they think of, of my overall I think it persona. also tells us, you know, Mina was being a little modest about, oh, I only get spotted in sports bars. NFL Network, everyone very <laughs> thirsty to uh, get the Mina photo out there to the mass masses. But I guess that's a good look for us as well. Mina came on our show. So Great guest, cool. as always. Great guest, informative, personable, the whole thing. Um, all right, before we get into our study of coaches on the hot seat, the ones with the hot butts, buttocks that are very warm and sometimes sizzling and outright melting. Again, that's just the way it is, Greg. I think that's, this is what Greg is referring to, yeah. that maybe some you portion of the listening audience... You seem to really yeah. enjoy it. I'm still struggling <laughs> with the whole idea that we have to make it four categories, not five. So I'm, my mind is racing with some of these guys. Let's just touch on... Um, we'll get to Todd Bowles later in the conversation, a first-year head coach with the Bucks, but he is going to be without his quarterback, Tom Brady, uh, for a period of time to, uh, the way Bowles put it, to deal with some personal things uh the Brady absence was discussed in advance and the idea is that he'll return after next week's preseason game against the Titans on August 20th here's uh, what Bowles said to the media Tom has been excused today he will be taken anywhere he'll be back sometime around after Tennessee he's going to deal with some personal things this is something we talked about before training camp started we allotted this time because he wanted to get in and get chemistry with the guys and go through two weeks of training camp, knowing he wasn't going to play the first two games. Uh, he didn't want to take away reps from Blaine and uh, Kyle, and as well as Griff, as far as going into these next two games, and it's something he needs to handle. Oh, my handle. God, Todd Bowles. We trust him. We talked about it. It was, like, it was scheduled way before training camp, and he will All not right. be here until after Tennessee. It's not a lot of variance to his uh, vocal cadence. When asked if the, if the issue was health-related, Bowles said it's a personal issue. That's all I can tell you. He also added, when asked if it would impact the commitment to the team going forward, Bowles said, per our conversation, I am not worried, no. But Mark Gregg was worried before the show, so let's check in with his favorite I, player. And I wasn't worried. I just said it's unprecedented, right? I mean, we in our time doing this podcast, and from what I can think, there isn't a, a player that leaves training camp for this long. It's going to be at least about nine or ten days, maybe longer. Context-wise, Brady himself is unprecedented. Right, absolutely. So everything's kind of different. And the only reason why I, I wanted to make sure it got into the show was just the question uh, to Bowles about his level of confidence that he'll be ready and that he's going to play week one. And Bowles said, there's always going to be some doubt. And, but he has a pretty high level of confidence that Brady will start the season opener. Just just those words being thrown out there. There's no point in speculating what this is uh, or, or why. That sounded like but, Coach speak to me just to be safe. He, he's adding that, you know, back end. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't think so. I think if he knew for sure he, the day that Tom Brady was coming back, he would say that. And w whatever it is, obviously you hope everything is okay. But just, just the fact that he said a pretty high level of confidence and there's always going to be some doubt. It's just, so, just something to monitor. That's I would all. note that uh, our friend Ian Rappaport on NFL Network said, stressed, in quotes, Tom Brady is fine. 
calling it more of a personal family issue. So okay. I, I think the, you know, there's always some doubt that if it is a family issue, it could be his extended family. His, his we don't know uh, that. It's a situation that is, you know, in midstream, and and you hope he'd be fine to come back then. But there's a chance. I don't think it's Tom Brady sitting at home wondering if he wants to play football still. All right. So there it is. That's the greatest player of all time, and that's the update on him. I think we'll see him in a couple weeks. He'll be ready. He's not on the hot butt rankings. Never has been. <laughs> Maybe not since his Michigan days. You know, but I here, mean, yeah, the tw- 2001 season, certainly there were a lot of a lot of Patriots reporters wanting to bring Bledsoe back for those uh, playoff games. You know who else is hot was butt? forget about Brady, <laughs> the kid back then. Bill Belichick, once upon a time, yeah, had a hot seat in New England before that 2001 he had proven season. nothing as a head coach at that. And point. he had not proven anything. He was coming off a, a bad season in New England with a, you know, not a great roster. And then. Well, he did, beat Bill, he did beat Bill Parcells in the playoffs as the Browns coach. He did prove well, something I'm talking that about season. Patriots. Sure, the yeah. Patriots 11, thing was rocking. And then they started one and three. Right. Um, but now he's untouchable and forever will be untouchable, I would imagine, until he decides to retire. But that just goes to show you uh, this exercise that, yes, yeah, sometimes these teams would be better off having patience, but that's not really how our league operates. So we're going to go through um, – we're going to go through all the 32 coaches here, and we're going to put them in categories for the hot butt rankings 22. Uh, safe, first degree burns on mm-hmm. the buttocks. Second degree, that's getting a little, you know, it's a little touch and go, put it that way. And then third degree, which is danger, danger, danger. This is not a good situation. And we're going back to uh, Sean Kelly filling in for Gravedigger, did a nice job. Um, showing us last year's results. He sent us um, a note with last year's results. For third-degree de- third burns last year, for instance, all three of us had Zach Taylor. And you may say, oh, oh, idiots, dummies. They went to the Super Bowl. Well, he needed to prove it last year. I have that- no problem that he was on that list and at that place now, last year. I think you'll understand probably where he's going to be for all three of us, although I won't speak for everybody. He's off the list this year. But otherwise, we all had Matt Nagy also. And Greg wisely had Vic Fangio also on third-degree burns, and he got taken out as well. So to get in that category, you are in deep trouble, Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see who else has uh, someone in that category in 2020. I really appreciate the the enthusiasm Sean has for his job, mm-hmm. the energy that he did this without being asked, mm-hmm. uh, especially because it makes me look good. You know, uh, I had I was the only one that had Joe Judge there in the second degree too, so that that was nice. Dan and I did have Zimmer in there, mm-hmm. so we both on that. Um, but I was like uh, Mark on the tennis court, and you guys were like my kids. <laughs> that, that was now no. It was a nice performance by you in twenty one. Although it's not supposed to be predictive, so that actually defeats. I'm I'm going against no, that's my own true. Point. That's it's true. It's not really too. predictive. Zach Taylor really did have th- third degree we're, burns last yeah, year. Yeah, we're trying to explain like where things are right now, not telling you what. So you're right. That a, li- a little predictive. Like I thought, if Joe Judge has a bad season, he's gonna he's gonna be in big time. Right. How did we not? How did we not have Vic Fangio uh, on a hotter seat, Dan? I that I had him as a first degree, me. as you did. Uh, I don't know. It, looking back, I'm not sure why. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I, can't, I don't remember. I don't I even remember doing the episodes. So. My uh, thought process on that. Two twenty twenty two. So do you want to? Um, do you want to go through? Go through like the safe list. Maybe I'll read my safe list here, and then you guys tell me. 
if you guys all have we'll the same We'll build up dudes. to third degree? Okay. Yeah, let's build to that spot. Okay? I think that's more... Get hot or don't get colder. So this is this is safe. This is... Hey, it's the summer. It's August. You're going to sit by the pool. You're going to pour yourself a glass of cold, ice-cold lemonade. Life's good. That was kind of gross. Oh, that was awful. Did that get your misophonia going? I cannot do that. If that's happening again in this episode, I'll, I'll check you later. Oh, that triggered the misophonia. A big time. <laughs> I mean, if, if uh, I, him saying if that happens again, I'm out of here. Which part? That was wait, just asking which part you to exactly, edit again, Mark? Uh, which, yeah, which part, part really bothered you? It's the you. swallowing. That sounds nice. <laughs> no, it's that. It's the swallowing and then the, the business after. What the human enjoying himself and feeling relaxed? I don't. I want them to enjoy themselves. The bird was very nice, the but then it was, was just, there? it was the you're hearing right. their throat process. I don't think I'm gonna have anybody. We'll see. Let's see. This is who I have is safe personally. John Harbaugh. Stop me whenever you know. Sean McDermott, Matt Eberflus, Zach Taylor, Nathaniel Hackett. Matt LaFleur, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell, Bill Belichick, Brian Dayball, Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Vrabel. Does everyone – do we have the same save or does anybody have one of those figures in a different category? I have two of them in separate places. Very interesting. Without saying where they are, who are the two names? Uh, Mike McDaniel. Hmm. Which I really, I, I had him safe up until the 11th hour of this process, and then I had a strange vibration. Um, and Kyle Shanahan. Hmm. And I have Kyle Shanahan in a completely separate category that's not part of our exercise uh, <laughs> that I can explain later. Okay, so he's not in first, second, or third degree? I don't degree? see him as like a hot butt because he's not a great coach. I just sense... Um, a Shanahan-esque chaos down the road. Well, when I had an extra section, he was in he was in one above, but now I combined. And to me, Shanahan is is safe because if something's going to happen there, if they had a disappointing season, I truly believe John Lynch will be gone, and Kyle Shanahan is essentially John Lynch's boss, and that he could survive. How I do this exercise is like, all right, let's get pretty close to worst case scenario. Uh, what's their right. heat That's level the going to be. It. And I think Kyle Shanahan, even in a worst-case scenario, is safe. Can I explain then where, where I – do you sure. want me to just explain yeah, quickly? Why don't you? I have it in my own category called I Smell Chaos. And I think it's going to be the rare thing where if things go poorly and if there is in, in, in issues inside the house, that Kyle Shanahan will hopscotch to another job. That's what I'm predicting. Okay, so I, within your realm, though, where would that fall? Would it fall in first, second, or third degree? In between, for, in between safe and first, because I <laughs> think it's, new no, it's Kyle Shanahan <laughs> deciding to leave. Not they think he's not a good enough he's coach. A, well, he's, that's not he's a renegade. Butt. That's not a hot then if you why, Do I think he's unsafe today? He would be in the safe category, but I'm right. telling you I'm predicting but something weird happens. He's safe to you, but something could happen yes. and he could leave. Yes. So I struggled with this one, but one of your names I did have in the first degree category. Okay. Uh, and there aren't many one and dones in NFL history, so putting Nathaniel Hackett there feels harsh. But there's a new owner, and just that alone, okay, okay. that alone, and the high expectations, I just put him in first degree. New right. owners come in, they like to have their own guys, and I'm sure George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett feel great. Their roster looks great. Russell Wilson's there. Russell Wilson, you know, not always 
happy with his offensive coaches over the year. If for some reason they go 6-11 and 11 and Russell Wilson doesn't play very well and there's a new owner, then I would think he, he would be in some trouble. I like that. And, and that sound you heard, first degree is you're getting into a car on a very hot summer day and it's a little sticky. You know, if you're especially wearing shorts or something, it is not the most comfortable thing, but it's also not anything to be alarmed about. It's pretty normal, everyday occurrences. In sure. This, in also, August. you said so many names. I think I had one or two that were in my safe that weren't in your, like Lovey. Did you say Lovey Smith? Uh, I did not say Lovey Smith. <laughs> I ultimately don't think they would go one and done two times in a it's row. It's a weird team. That they just sort of see a little longer, but maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, well... We'll get to that. Do you want what's the best way to do this? Should I just go through my first degree, or do you want to go through your first degree? I'm trying to remember host. how we did it last year. Let me go through my first degree, yeah, and then you guys again will uh, will talk about it. So first degree again, it's getting a little sticky in the car in August, kind of gross, but you just power through it. Put the AC on if you're lucky. Well, leather seats first of all is a problem, but if you're lucky and you have air conditioning in the seats, that's a nice. Thing. Very sticky. Anyway, I got Cliff Kingsbury coming off. Uh, the contract extension, but you want to talk about chaos. I don't know what's going on in Arizona. And if, and one thing that I've thought about, um, Greg, you were talking about like what you think about worst-case scenario. I also think about the teams that have high expectations or a certain level of expectations. If things crater, ownership could be like, oh, my God, I, what are we doing here? And we've already seen this is the same team that fired a coach one and done before Cliff Kingsbury, also drafted a quarterback in the first round in the top 10 picks two years in a row. Could Cliff get fired one year into an extension? Probably not, but I have him at first degree. Mm. Also, Arthur Smith, Kevin Stefanski, Dan Campbell, Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley, Dennis Allen, Whoa. Nick Sirianni, Todd Bowles in my first degree. Many of those were in my safe when I combined it down. Ultimately, I only had about 10 coaches in any sort of uh, trouble, first, second, or third degree. I, to me, Sirianni, he's going to be fine, e- even, if they, even if they did poorly. I, I think they have a real belief in Brandon Staley in Los Angeles that would protect him. I also don't think they want to pay uh, coaching contracts like two years into it, so they seem okay. like a team I think that would avoid that. Uh, Ibra Flus, did you say him? He in was the... in your safe category. Oh, okay. yeah, with uh, Arthur, Arthur Smith I also have in my, my safe because I just, even though there's a chance they might have the number one overall pick, I just feel like they made a purposeful rebuild here and are just going to see it through. Okay. Well, I'll quickly tell you Who's in my first uh, yes, degree? Sure. I have Pete Carroll. Hmm. That that could be also just Pete Carroll decides to walk away. But I think that there's a little bit of tumult there if the right. season. I don't were have a total him in disaster. my safe, and he hasn't come up yet. So right. I'm with you that there's some. Brandon there. Staley, just based on the fact that you have like the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks on your your roster, Whoa. and if things go poorly, the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. Well, I think it's like there's so much optimism, hope around the Chargers that if they floundered. He would be he would be blamed. So uh, that's that's the moment, Sean, that you want to put on the social post. Just a big like picture of Mark, ideally the one from yesterday with his eyes closed. Yeah, let's and see then it just th- says Justin Herbert is the Michael Jordan of quarterback. I was Maybe already stay writing away from it down. me on the social media. <laughs> I was kidding. already I'm writing joking, it down I'm too. I was like, Michael Jordan, Justin Herbert, like that's a drop. Dominique Wilkins, maybe? I don't know. Jordan's pretty high praise. Right, I mean, so at I, least at this point it's a little So much. Pete Carroll, Brandon Stilly. Mike McDaniel, just based on the Dolphins being weird, based on the fact that a year from now there will be no outrage if they went after Sean Payton again, it's going to be a different scene. If it didn't go well, I think Mike McDaniel is going to do well, though. Uh, Frank Reich, just be, I, I, and when we did our slogans, 
Mine for them was good but not great part seven. Are, is the owner going to be down for part eight if things were really milquetoast there? Um, Lovey Smith, just because that's a weird organization. Arthur Smith, if things went terribly in Atlanta. Dennis Allen. Mm. Dennis Allen is... So Cliff is later on. Yeah. Similar, we have some names that that I have higher up. Uh, I had that Dennis Allen there too. To me, he's a really interesting first-degree guy. All three of us. Because he's a first-time head coach with the Saints, and normally you would think there's like this long leash, but he kept everyone. And it just feels like a continuation of the Sean Payton era, whereas you might not get the same consideration that everyone gets. Now... I think Dennis Allen is almost a proxy for this entire organization that is all trying to keep collecting paychecks. And I include Mickey Loomis there. I include that entire coaching staff that's been there forever. The personnel group, who's done, which has done a great job, to be fair. Uh, they've all been there together, and I think they all want to keep collecting those paychecks from the Bensons together. So there's not a lot of indication Gail Benson would actually pull the plug after one year, but there's high expectations, and, and I think Dennis Allen could could go out. I also have Stefanski in my first degree. It, it's be so weird, depending on what happens with Watson, to change coaches, but either way, it's you just can't look at the history of Jimmy Haslam and put him anywhere. chaos behind the scenes like, You just can't yep. put him anywhere else after a pretty disappointing 2021. And then I put Robert Sala here uh, as well. I guess we'll mention uh, they, they did sign Dwayne Brown. So on paper, the offensive line looks pretty good. The defensive line looks pretty good. The roster looks better. I think Joe Douglas and Salah will be fine. Um, but worst case scenario, they, they win four games again. They're, there's gonna they're be in danger. Some, they're going to be in some heat. I yeah. move Salah from first back up to safe just because I, I, I don't think that he's the issue at all there. I think they love him. Right. First to me is kind of like we don't think it's going to happen, but if if, if it goes really go, south, it wouldn't be a three, shock. If they go 3 and 14, he would be in grave danger, I think, and just knowing the Jets' history of the last 10 years, it could happen, but it also You know what's seems important like for him is that their defense plays well. He's a defensive coach. They struggled on defense last year. Their roster looks much better. I think it's a good-looking defensive roster. If they're a better than average defense, he should be fine. If they're they're a bad defensive team again, that ends up He'd being be in a, trouble. That reflects poorly on if him. If Joe Douglas were swept out and another GM was come to was brought in with powerful and wanted to make changes, that that gets ugly. What about Dan Campbell? I had him in first degree. I had him safe now. Safe. That's a real rebuild. I mean, yeah, I'm just How did they know. only win 3 games? I have this memory that they were in every game. I mean, they were. I think but. they started 0 and 10 or 11, right. right? Yeah, they were they got better and better. Um, I only have them there because there are so many amazing vibes around the Lions that you do forget that they won only three games. And uh, if with higher expectations, what if they cratered again and he put together back-to-back three-win seasons? Would ownership be cool with that? Would the Dan Campbell vibe potentially wear off? First degree means I'm not too concerned I think they'd about give it. The th- I think they'd give the third year. That's generally probably. the idea that you get three years. And then after three, if you haven't made the playoffs after three, you generally are fired. I mean, that's it's almost like a, an NFL rule. But I put him similar to Lovey, where it's like if you win five or six games, everyone's gonna be okay with that. That's at least my my view of it. And uh, I had Sirianni there only because Greg there the expectations are pretty high and if for whatever reason things went to hell, maybe he would be on the chopping block. But if well, you I don't know if you three, missed, I think you're safe. I don't know if you missed Wednesday's show, but that was uh, my number two overall pick over yes. Eagles nine and a half. <laughs> yes. Go to the bank. Lock it up. The Rainmaker arrived early. I don't know. Not really. Wait, you, where was the Rainmaker <laughs> on Wednesday, Greg? It's a you've got to build your brand. I don't I don't want my brand to be putting other people's money at stake that I, I'm not allowed well, to do anyway. You've already gone down that road. 
And what if I told you you're on a TV show that does exactly that on NFL Network? NFL Game Day View will be back this year, Friday afternoons. But that doesn't that kind of negate what sure. you were just saying? Sure. I don't think Greg struggles to build his brand. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was some, like, negativity in that statement. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't think that's a weakness of yours. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like this at all. Let's take a break, and we'll get to second degree in earnest. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, welcome back. Again, this is not a celebration of, oh, I can't wait for this person to get fired. This is just reality. A place where Titans fans don't live, for example. But here, Ooh. we stay in reality. Like, it's a, like for Dan, it's a little bit of a celebration. For, uh, for Mark and I, I think we're, we're, we're normal. But this is sort of, we're <laughs> speaking normal. of brand, speaking of brand, Hot Butts is sort of your brand. So I think there's a, a, a joy that it's Hot Butts Day. My it's, joy. It's like, um, you know, it's like, oh, the football season's almost here. There's, there's a bounce men, in your there's step. There's men's butts the joy that being I have lit on fire. Is the joy that I have by doing this podcast and talking to you guys and sharing these conversations Same. with a grand audience. Same, bro. Now, <laughs> I am not celebrating these men being in grave danger. Their butts are on fire. I understand that. Second degree. It's getting gross. It's getting a little bit painful. It's like bacon in a frying pan. Mm. Another issue for Mark, who doesn't like meat products. I like the sound effect. This is calming to me. All right. You you, you changed it up this year, actually. Mixing it sound up. Sound effects. I love it. Mixing it up. But now imagine this is a buttocks. Still ruins it for you, doesn't it? 
I mean, that would be more troubling, yes. Well, Hit it's it a again. pig's buttocks in the, in, in the other reality of it, but that's fine. Hit it again. Yeah. Here we go. So I have Lovey Smith in second degree just because I don't Whoa. trust the direction of the Houston Texans after poor David Cully. Where is David Cully? Honestly, where is he? Making One millions done. on the beach right now. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like these guys, they get canned. They're still getting paid a ton of money for the next three or four years. So, And I know it's Davis Mills hype season on some level, but, you know, and the roster maybe isn't as bad. I think somebody else banged me over for the Texans Mark, on the over and I, I was thinking about it too, yeah. yeah. But what if they suck and Lovey Smith is not a flashy name brand and maybe someone catches their eye. You know the gif of the guy walking with his girlfriend and the other girl, the more attractive woman walking the other direction? I know that. Well, there, there. Well, I could see that happening to the Texans. I mean, there's pretty strong speculation, and there was reporting that they were going to hire Josh McCown, that the McNair family is in love with Josh McCown, and that the timing of the Brian Flores lawsuit might might have partially impacted their decision to there not you go. hire Josh. How about McCown. that? So. That said, I put him safe because I I, I, mean, that, Smith, I am projecting you know. a little bit because I do think they'll win six games and then I think it, it'll be fine. And I didn't find game. it to be – I like Lovey Smith. We interviewed him uh, at the Combine. He was a cool guy. I don't think there's a lot of sizzle um, – to the higher, and I feel like they would move if they felt like the organization wasn't taking I, I hear you, but steps. I do think there is, similar to Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, there is a feeling amongst the players and the people covering that team that's like, hey, we've got someone who knows how to be a head coach here. Um, unfortunately, that's a reflection on David Culley, who seemed like a, a nice guy, but generally the players this year, you look at Lovey Smith, that's a legend in the game. So it's a little different. Um, it starts to say more about your organization if you have two one-and-done coaches. I think there's going to be hesitancy to be paying both of those guys if you're the ownership. It's been done before. In fact, it's been done in the ATN era. I was looking at one-and-done coaches in the ATN Niners? era. In 2013, oh, Rob Jadinsky with the Browns. 2016, Chip Kelly with the Niners. 2017, Jimmy Tomsula with the Niners. 2018, Steve Wilkes with the Cardinals. 2019, Freddie Kitchens with the Browns. How many of these guys did we interview? Are we the... Are we behind this? Well, you know what it is. We go. We <laughs> when we went them. to that owners meeting, it's like we get the first time head coaches. It's right. like and they're, then they're, they're like a little more choosy as they get. Right. It's like we got McVeigh. Well, we also got Andy Reid. Remember, we got Mc. That's true. We, John Harbaugh. He's just a mensch. We got McVeigh the first time we went to Rams camp. Not getting him right now. Uh, no, we're not. Super Bowl. Uh, 2021, the aforementioned missing in action, but a millionaire David Cully. Wow, almost every season. That's and crazy. David and Urban Meyer didn't even make it a full one. He lasted 13 games before going back into whatever hole he was living in. All right, now, it's just not good. That was a little strong. He's a human, too. I get it. But it was not a good look. That the was an epic, Urban Meyer. That was an epic right. meltdown of, of disaster. I don't think he had any of those men's, like, um, you know, it, their, their livelihoods in mind when he took that job. It right. just didn't seem like a good human vibe there. And you're right. He is a human, but at least I think that could be debated. Like, I think it's it's up for discussion. So second degree, I have Lovey. I have Frank Reich for the reasons uh, that Mark said that, you know, listen, last year was a catal- cataclysmic situation for the Colts, the way that season ended. And somebody's head had a role, so it was the quarterback. If the season goes poorly again, they're probably going to come for the coach. And that's Frank Reich. Uh, Mike McDaniel, I have second degree for chaos theory reasons. Whoa. Mm, all right. I do. And First time head coach in second degree. Yes, I have it. They for, said it wouldn't be done. Two reasons why. Chaos theory uh, behind the scenes uh, with the Dolphins. And also, listen, 
we all like that he's a different cat and he comes at the game differently and he connects with players perhaps differently. But maybe what if that doesn't work? I'm not totally sold that the brand is going to play here. I hope it does because he seems like a, a breath of fresh air. But we have to, I need to see it work. And, uh, you know, the fact that he, has not, he doesn't have a quarterback I totally believe in um, hmm. is an issue as well. So, McDaniel, I have Salah at second degree just because I think this is such an mm. important year both for Salah and Joe Douglas to show progress in the organization. Woody Johnson is back from his U.K. ambassador thing, and I imagine as he gets older, if they have another dread- dreadful season and the playoff list drought, drought stretches to another year, Something could happen. I followed the team too long. Woody, I, Woody, um, leaving the UK has matched up pretty, you know, one on one with a lot of troubles for the UK, just politically <laughs> and everything. I'm just saying things have gone south since they they miss Woody's leadership. I mean, there. also undoubtedly things haven't gotten like I would say great since he came back here, <laughs> either. Right. It's a. It's, it's just we're all just empires on the decline. Uh, so I got Pete Carroll in second degree. I had him first degree last year. Second degree this year. It's a slow process getting there. Ron Rivera I have in second degree. And finally, Zaddy, Mike McCarthy, who I really thought about the highest level. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I think second degree is where he belongs. What do you guys think? Right. I, yeah. I disagree with you there. I I, I I have them in third degree. I guess we'll just, at least for me, we'll go you there. You have Mike I have McCarthy? Rivera and Zaddy oh, both. in okay. third degree. I only have three names there, and you can probably guess the third. Uh to me, like like I said, no coach comes back for a fourth season if they haven't made the playoffs. It's, it, it's almost a rule. It, it has happened. I, there was one recently, but it's very rare. Now, technically, Ron Rivera did make the playoffs his first year, but they won seven games. By the way, not technically. Okay. I think they won the division and, and hung in a playoff game. You can't say it didn't happen. It, it did. They went seven and nine. So I think this is a team – and I am projecting a little bit that could be in major trouble this year. And if you go seven and nine, seven and nine, four and thirteen, or five and twelve, sure, it, the record to me matters more than you made that playoff run the first time around. And I think Rivera would be gone. So to me, he's third degree because I think they need to win this year, and I think he's in a brutal situation. I, I have Ron Rivera in third also, but I do think he's different than some of the other people that we put in third before because he's brought stability to a really shaky organization during a turbulent time. That said, if they wind up being the worst team in football, the floor falls out. My second, real quick, Kevin Stefanski. I just think that this mm. season has the chance to ooze a lot of darkness, and it might be... I think if you're Kevin Stefanski, this went from being a really positive experience, you were coach of the year, to you are overseeing something that you don't want to talk about every day. And yes, maybe you have a better quarterback on the field, but this was not Kevin Stefanski's issue. There's a lot of pressure on everyone in there. I feel like there's anxiety, and I could just sense that season turning really And it's ugly. an awkward time to talk about it, but there's a strong chance he'll have an inferior quarterback on the field the whole season. Well, absolutely. I also love Cliff Kingsbury. I just put him in second because for what men- what you mentioned, mm. Dan, but I take it up a degree just because I don't care. I also don't care at all if a coach signed a new contract. I think most of these owners don't give any care about that at all. There's, it, hmm. there's 80 guys floating out there getting paid. They don't like to throw paid. away money, though. They like don't like to throw it away. Throw it away. But if this season, if they, if they really flatlined, I think Cliff Kingsbury's entire kind of program and what he's built around in the offense and the way it's faded the last couple of years, if this was just a bad year, I think he'd be a scapegoat. I would think things would have to – and I have him in first degree, so I, I, 
I hear you, but I would think you would take like a meltdown for. Well, that's Kingsbury what I'm saying. Go. If there yeah. was a meltdown, but I'm not saying that's what happens. Say, I think it's possible. Like say the yeah. last five games of last season for the Cardinals. Right. right. Extend that over a season. That was an ep- that was a that was a meltdown. They had one game where they they sort of represented oh, that themselves. Game was disaster, right. an atrocity. They, other than that win against the Cowboys, they would have lost five straight to lose the season. I think it was five or six. Maybe it was four or five. But either way, and they weren't competitive. That's why I have him in second degree, just like Mark here. He is signed through 2026, or else he would have been in third degree. Like, if, if it wasn't for that contract, I would just put him in third degree. What was degree. he signed through before the contract was signed? The extension? 22, maybe? Or? I think just this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, it was – so, okay, I get it, but you can totally extend him one year. Like, that's been done many times. You could totally extend them two years. Why do they extend them five years? Well, that kind of speaks to the point that they're probably not going to fire him. To give him that, I, that's I, so much guaranteed money. It's not under the salary cap, but they have to pay him through 2027. I would, but imagine it, it would, this. I would I take something gnarly. Ima- imagine this. You play the AFC West, which is going to be a problem. And let's say you go one and three against the AFC West, which is not more. It's totally feasible. And then you're outcoached in three of four games against – Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. The the Cardinals have no identity at that point. If well, that happens, that's a disaster I'm talking about. If like everything that you think about Cliff Kingsbury well, put goes a record wrong, on it. What I think if they go seven and ten and they, it's a bad seven and ten, hmm. and it's not See, injury that's related, where I disagree. I where think it's it would like happen nine, in offense. Five six and, 12, and eleven. I, I think like, four and thirteen. You, have, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first part of the season. That is going to cost them a lot. But I'm just saying if things went bad and you win six games, six games, and it's an unappealing six games or seven games. Out the door. I'm with I'm with I'm with you, Mark. That's why he would have been third degree for me if not for the contract, because they've committed to Kyler Murray. And these two guys clearly have some issues. I mean or Kyler Murray and the organization clearly had some issues. When things got ugly, and that's when you learn about who's really tight, they split apart. And the 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 organization decided to keep them all together and get everyone paid. But it didn't feel like on the field, Kyler and Kingsbury were kind of like in sync. And then off the field, I think there was questions whether they're in sync. So to me, if they're 7-10 and 10, but they have a mediocre offense, I, I think he could be gone. So I have him second degree. I have Pete Carroll. I agree with you. Second degree. I, I think they'll do fine. But the ownership situation there is just hanging. At some point, it really looks like Jody Allen will sell the team. It's probably not in the next year, but it might be in the next year. Uh, and that... That kind of hangs over it. And then I have Frank Reich in the second degree. And this is where I, I believe I would hire Frank Reich as one of my top six, seven coaches in the entire league as a play caller. But I feel like you have to be second degree if it's playoffs or you lose your job. And I think he's absolutely at that point. If they didn't make the playoffs, they're going to fire Frank Reich. He, he all but said that, Jim Mercy. Which takes us to third degree, which nobody wants to be. And according to the chart last year, listen, Zach Taylor survived survived that. There, you can you can. Nagy did not. All three of us around. had Nagy, and he did not. So here is third degree, and it's on my list. It's just the one man. It's the guy who's in a darker place than anyone else. It's Matt Rule. Well, he's obviously on ours. Yeah. Doesn't mean he has no chip. Oh, there he is. It's back. Oof. Like, but you could have just used the old sound clip. You didn't have to bring that man back in. It's like you enjoy it, Dan. No, that's that's just what it's like to be sitting on a seat that's literally on fire. That's all. 
Uh, I like um, it better than the swallowing of water. <laughs> it was lemonade. Lemonade. Ice cold. Uh, yeah, so Rule obviously has had uh, very little success here um, with the Panthers, and there's been, you know. He did impress Mark. That was a nice little feather in his Feels head. like a long time ago. Uh, it was. It was before he had coached. And, I mean, I think that they, you know, you, you want to go season after season without finding a quarterback. You're going to sink on in these rankings. And he, you know, so where is he at? I'm trying to see. Through two seasons, he's 10 and 23. Fired his offensive coordinator um, in the middle of last season. And, you know, he said some things in the press that have been put a target on his back a little bit. And now he's, you know, deciding between two former, you know, first-round picks who were jettisoned by their previous teams. So maybe Baker Mayfield saves his job, but – I'm not as high in that possibility where we are right now. I think Rule's just in a lot of trouble. For an organization that has an owner, David Tepper, which we've heard time and time again, <laughs> he's a guy that like wants results and wants to be relevant. Well, guess what? If they don't make a playoff run or win like at least eight games, I think one of the first things he does, it's like one of those things, if Rule lasted the season, he would be the one like immediately is announced as soon as the season's over type vibe. And he's the guy that signed the seven or eight year contract when he when he was hired, which threw a lot of people off. And there were such high hopes. And and I know, never understood that part, in the first place. It was place. partly because of the Jets that he just there was two teams that really wanted him, and that's when you get. But that wasn't exactly what it was. Like the or at least rule, the, the agent made him think that pick they his own him. coaching staff, and the Jets had reservations, so they pulled out. And I just mean there was, was a bidding. Yeah. The, the agent got them thinking there was a bidding war. Right. And yeah, they got a lot of commitment. They got got. That's what they got. <laughs> well, and like Matt Rule and uh, Tepper, when they first met, had like a fish boil together at Rule's house, and they just they got along like uh, very swimmingly. Was it a shrimp boil? Shrimp or some sort of seafood. I, so I'm not an expert. I on that. read this interview. <laughs> sounds gross. I read this interview <laughs> on the Athletic. It was something like that, clams or shrimp or something. <laughs> and it was with it Poor was with. Mark. Joe Person. <laughs> Always it, in the dark, just <laughs> guessing what the humans are eating. A fish boil. It was from the sea. <laughs> All right, God. I mean, fish boils are great. That sounds like something that would absolutely – I mean, a, a shrimp boil, that sounds no, like No, you a, know what? That was celebratory. I totally take back it back. Then. Fish, fish boil is a oh, culinary yeah. tradition in areas of Wisconsin and along the coastal upper Great I'm Lakes. Gonna look, I'm going to look up while you discuss. With uh, large what, Scandinavian oh, population. Oh, wait, you were saying there was – oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's fish boils. It does sound kind of yeah. gross, a fish a fish boil to me. Shrimp boil, excellent. So Shrimp. Rule had this interview with Joe Person in The Athletic, and I, I think it was intended to kind of show the human side of where he's at. Like there was a lot of talk about his family, what he did on vacation, different restaurants. He's on a diet right now. If you've seen Matt Rule, he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, he's, he's only, he said, eating eggs, meat, and vegetables and no sugar. I mean, eating zero sugar just seems that's um, a toughie. That's, that's I could, I could no dairy, no sugar. Um, that doesn't sound fun. And and there's just a lot of like, what's he binge watching? And just a lot of like this stuff. I think to kind of humanize to to the point of this exercise, like right. this guy's in a tough situation. But these are the types of interviews that happen in these types situations. And I felt bad listening to him because ultimately he was very defensive 
talking about how he wants to be in Charlotte long term, that he he essentially knows what the conversation is, that he loves the area, that his kids are in these great schools, that I, I don't want to be going back to college. People think he's just going to end up going back to college. Like, this is what we've done. I think we've done a great job. We've built up this level of players and teams go in cycles and that cycle came to an end. We've weathered the storm and I feel like we're in the process and it's going to show. And it's just sort of this, he's trying to convince himself. He's, you know, because otherwise it's, freaking miserable. I mean, there it is sad to have this thing hanging over your head and your kids are going to school and you got to be worried about that. And I think he knows he's the guy. In Vegas, he is the he's odds-on favorite to be he's the... He's Adam Gase. He's the guy to be fired There's always first. one guy. And that's yeah. why I kept the list of just him a third degree because there's always that one guy, it seems like. And nobody wants to be that guy. And you probably it's probably a huge weight off of your shoulders once you finally do get fired because... Mm. It's, it seems like a tough place to live. I guess I do do some projection because the reason I didn't put McDaniel on my list at all, I had him safe, was like, I think two is going to be better. And if he makes two a bet, I like I believe in Mike McDaniel, so I didn't put him there. And I, I do have a feeling with that defense the way it is and Baker Mayfield and the schedule that they have, I just think they'll be better. I think they'll be com- they might be competitive, and I have them third degree, but I don't have them all by himself. That's uh, all. all right. You like Tua, and you think they'll play, they'll do well together. But for this exercise, doesn't it shouldn't it be ex- at least you know taken into year. account that the owner met with like Tom Brady to try to sell a <laughs> Sean Payton as my head coach, Tom Brady as my part owner slash maybe quarterback? Like, doesn't that feel like? You only gave me four categories, Dan. I, mean, I had five before. Before met, he was in a little met different. Met with Deshaun Watson as well. I mean, he's like constantly he's seeking a, to upgrade coaching. I get it, but he's a, he's he, a first-year head coach. And the owner, you know, what we know about him and okay. what, what's come out. Like, I'm just saying you have him in the same category as Bill Belichick. That's why I need another, why I need another category. First I, degree. I need another category. It's, the car, it's warm. So I, I even though I just gave uh, Rule, by the way, some love, I'm putting McCarthy and Rivera there partly because of projection too, especially with Rivera, that I think he's in a tough spot. And I think McCarthy, like uh, our buddy Frank Reich, is in a playoffs or else. And I think that's just a tough spot to be. And to me, I feel, I feel like the Colts and the Cowboys are both more likely than not to make the playoffs, and then they would be fine. Uh, but if they don't, I would think both of those coaches would, would be fired. And I have a little less faith in McCarthy, I have the so same, he's third degree. I have the same three people as you, Rivera, McCarthy, Ooh. and Rule. And I, I think McCarthy could make the playoffs and lose a playoff game if it was um, in ignoble fashion the way that last year's unfolded. Wow. He could be could gone then. And, and, of course, it becomes annoying to always talk about this, but the Sean Payton thing sits out there as a weighty pressure on Mike McCarthy. I almost thought of putting the Chargers in first degree just because Sean Payton's associate told the Miami Herald that the three teams he wants to coach is the Chargers, the Dolphins, and uh, the Cowboys. That's what I'm saying about what the upgrade. With, that, what with, did Payton say that? An associate of Sean Payton told the Miami Herald in the dog days of, of uh, July <laughs> that the three teams he had circled were the Chargers, the Dolphins, and Mike McDaniel's totally safe to you. Well, now, okay, you guys have convinced me. Put him in first degree. You're right. Okay, you, first, you got me. Just first. Just first. I have him in first. That's crazy. It. He's still a first-year head coach. but I, I got It is it. crazy, but everything that's happening in Miami, kind of crazy. That's all. Plus, I put Dennis Allen there and Hackett for that. Okay, you convinced me. You know, I can be convinced. I'm not that's inflexible. Cool. I respect that. By the way, um, I did reach out to Matt Rule on this, and we actually got him on record. Someone help me. I- I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. 
So that's you're, all I got. Your uh, winding preamble about the serious nature of this is is crumbling. You're giggling while that was playing. Uh, also, really goes against hey, the original it, point. You know, a, a former guest of the Around the NFL podcast like or broadcast. I think it was on the network where and- Greg threw us under the bus. Remember that? I, I over Teddy Bridgewater. Times, Teddy, you know? oh yeah, I said you guys weren't a, a believer. You could see Teddy. his face, like he, his face just he like he's you know sucking on a lemon. He, all you know, of a he was. I was forever like in his corner. Rule, he's a New Yorker, and I asked him Hamptons or Jersey Shore, and without even a hesitation, he said Jersey Shore, and I was like, all right, this is a dude. I want him to be successful. I do. But too. I also, if as a journalist, if I get a quote, I'm going to play it on the show. That's all. That's it. He follows me on Twitter, so I'm like I'm rooting for him hard. <laughs> there you go. That I I would feel, that would add for me as well if he did. I don't think he follows me on Twitter. I don't know. Head coaches are are they on Twitter typically? He is. I don't think I mean, he's active. He's not like, you know, throwing a ton of stuff out there. He follows you? Yeah. That's a nice pop. You follow him? No. No, I do, of course. Whoa. Of course you, I do. You followed him first or? Uh, I don't I don't recall how that I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw down. rule follow and just see what happens. Same. He hasn't um tweeted Going fishing for a follow He hasn't tweeted since twenty twenty one. As I said, not an active uh participant. But mo- mo- you know, monitoring. We're gonna do this, Dan. We're gonna take this show in under an hour. It's been a while. It is. How does it feel? It feels good. It almost feels like I got a little time here to give James White a shout out to one of the greatest <laughs> Patriots of all time. Took that mantle from Kevin Falk as the third down back. And of course, the legendary performance in the Super Bowl. Just a uh, uh, happy retirement. It's too bad a hip injury ended his career. Do you have That's a all. clip? I That's mean, all. I, we we if, do have a, a, some analysis. If you were real do James have some White analysis fan. from I, Mark Sessler after the Super Bowl that day. He's a top ten. Sessie's a top ten analyst. Uh, we have some good analysis Sassy? from Mark. Really, yes. Sessie? Yeah, top ten analyst. You ready for this? I oh. I couldn't get a handle on what they were trying to do. James, I, I I did not believe in the James White experiment <laughs> out of the gate, and they the Patriots kind of proved all that wash of negativity that was on Twitter about what they were doing. They proved it wrong. What's up uh, with my voice I don't there? Know. This it's was well, that was that's like two in the morning after the Super Bowl. We, I, I I asked Sean to get a few clips. Maybe Wes would be involved. A uh, few me, clips. No, just like I give me three. some options. Uh, you know, uh, from that day, if there's anything fun. And you know what? That my takeaway was we were all weirdly low energy considering it was the greatest comeback uh, of all time. But I think it was late, and that was probably deep in the show. But maybe like if you listen a little longer, you get a little Wes Easter egg at the end. Well, but James none, White, none of them really popped. James White also, and I think he's uh, right. that game, of course, against the twenty-eight to three. They they don't obviously come back without what he did. I think what 14 catches in that game, Ami um, was dominant, and also um, caused me. And I mentioned this before. I had written my my game story, uh, you know, midway through the third quarter, and then James White starts going crazy along with Tom Brady, and it's just like paragraph by paragraph, like the Polaroid and Back to the Future is just like having to be erased uh, bit by bit. So I, you know. Pre-writing, James all, right. the, all the pre-writes on 28-3 were lost. A little rough. I love James Sands. White. They're Content sort of graveyard. Yeah, there's sort of like a a cool like uh, take. Like Damashek had it too, and I and I like it. It's like they should have given James White an MVP that day. 14 catches. Like, three no, touchdowns. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to the quarterback who led the greatest comeback of all time. As much as I Just love James a, White. Another link to the Patriots' glory years. Going away. That's this is what this Lost. is what uh, the Patriots fans are gonna enjoy 
Yeah, he'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Into the wind. But that play is weirdly underrated. An incredible goal line run from a third down back who was tackled originally at the four-yard line by Deion Jones and someone else, and he makes the cut, bounces off two guys, and then powers through. And I don't think anyone thinks of it as a great play because it's like, oh, it was inevitable then. I think was, a ton of people think of it as a great play. It was, an inc- it was one of the greatest goal line runs in NFL history. Which one? The James one that White. won the game? The one that won the game. Oh, they were gassed, the See, Falcons. that's what I'm saying, but he broke three tackles. He through the three down defenders. Back. Do you remember the way the Falcons were playing defense. I'm just saying, you never the, know. They were the done. Seahawks. Well, they were spiritually broken at that point. They were I, I agree with you on I that. I take nothing away from James White, but there have been many more impressive runs in football It history. was a... Literally, it won the Super Bowl. So th- that alone oh, the puts circumstances it, are... That alone puts it... Are we uh, still in, under an hour? No. Okay. <laughs> By James White. Just yeah, great No, job. no, great you, job. you are. You've great got job. nine minutes. I know. All right. Uh, good week of shows. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, next week, starting with Monday, we'll have a full rundown of all the preseason action in week one. I care so little about the preseason, I won't even be at the show. So we're going to have <laughs> we Patrick Claybon filling in. Dylan in. Right. We taped this uh, before uh, the couple games on Thursday, but we want a nice clean all the preseason games in one on Monday. Get to watch that Patriots offense tonight. So if you want an in-depth breakdown of all the action in week one of the preseason, all the superstars on the, uh, in the sandbox that is the NFL on the sideline watching the game, make sure you tune, tune into our – I'm like actively telling people not to listen to Monday's show now. Every a game. weird move, <laughs> a weird move that Dan is like rooting against the show. Uh, that he won't Dan be is a also part of. suddenly assigning Mark and Greg a ton of weekend work if we're going to be watching every single preseason. I would think if if we're if we are presenting Monday's show as an in-depth look at the first I mean, week of the preseason, that's not all we're going to do. I we're think there's got to be some game pass involved. I think there's going to have to be a lot at Mark for you, a lot of NFL Network because they do play a lot of the preseason games. I, I'm game for it. I'm yeah. kind of excited Plus, to see. Yeah, to see I, I want to see some of these that's uh, great. these guys, these that's rookies. Good. So hear the enthusiasm in the boys' voices. That is what you're going to get with. <laughs> Patrick Laban, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you to everybody again. Thank you to Sean Kelly. Good job, buddy. Not an easy gig, but he just stepped right in. Thank you. Until Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. And remember, heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.